Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Radio Nation, welcome back, and you are tuned into the, I almost said the 411 Lounge, but page one. <laughs> Trust me, it's a holiday weekend. I caught myself. Uh, <laughs> you're tuned into page one. I am LeVar. It is now July. We are now past the halfway mark of this year. Uh, can you believe it? And um, no. as always... No, I cannot. No, you cannot. That voice that you heard is my friend Mary. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So (laughs) we are, uh, you know, one of the things about uh, today, uh, if you go to, and I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can, uh, July 2nd is the 183rd day of the year, uh, 184th in leap years in the Gregorian calendar. 182 days remain until the end of the year. Uh, This day is the first day of the second half of the year as well as the midpoint of a common year because there are 182 days before and 182 days after it in common years. Um, So the exact time of the middle of the year is at noon, in countries that use summertime, the actual exact time of the midpoint in a common year is at 1 p.m. for locations in the northern hemisphere or 11 a.m. for locations in the southern hemisphere. Uh, this is when 182 days and 12 hours have elapsed, and there are 182 days and 12 hours remaining. Uh, the middle of the year is at, uh, in some of those countries, the middle of the year is at midnight. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, right now, if you if you haven't committed to 2021, uh, <laughs> you are now committed to it. Right? Uh, yes. Uh, it's it's no turning back, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone beyond the point of no return. Yep, we are beyond that point. I will tell you tonight. Uh, you know, every week I say this, or then every week we seem to go into overtime. But I will tell you tonight. There's not a lot because it's a holiday weekend. Um, Tonight, I'm actually extending out some things with the hope that that actually extends our time. Whatever time we end tonight is when we will end, maybe early, maybe right on time. If we really get into um, discussion about some things, it may be a little late, but I don't think so. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, glad to hear. But tonight, I promise you this. There will be three retro moments of the week. Uh, also, bringing back yay or nay for tonight. Uh, 
uh, got some good things, uh, some things that I have sent to Mary, and a couple of things I did not. <laughs> um, nice. So there will be an extended yay or nay segment tonight. Uh, also on the program, uh, like I said, retro moment and yay or nay, that pretty much is it. We do have the almanac, and even the month of July, uh, it, it's not a lot. <laughs> so I was like, the almanac won't even take that long, really, to kind of get through tonight, uh, which is why I always rely on host chat to at least get us through the first few minutes. But I know our topic tonight, the first topic, could be one that takes us up to the half-hour mark because um, <laughs> it was big news pretty much this week. And I was told by Mary at one point that when we did discuss this topic finally, that it would probably be one in which we could discuss for quite a while. So I'm almost depending on that. <laughs> um, so before I go into that, just to let you know, uh, start of July, this is National Peach Month. Uh, it is also National Picnic Month, Blueberry Month, Retailer Month, Ice Cream Month, Hot Dog Month, Horseradish Month, uh, does that also count horsey sauce from Arby's? God, I hope so. That's good stuff. <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> National Grilling Month, Culinary Arts Month, Cell Phone Courtesy Month. That should be every month. Uh, right. It is also Baked Bean Month, uh, Anti-Boredom Month, Watercolor Month, Contract Sewing Month, and National Hemp Month. That's it. Um, okay. That's it. July, it's not a lot of national uh, things going on in the month. Uh, also, today, July 2nd, uh, yesterday was uh, National Postal Worker Day and U.S. Postage Stamp Day, uh, and also Creative Ice Cream Flavors Day. But today is na- – it's only one day today. It is national, and I'm going to get this so wrong. Forgive me. <laughs> I remember this from last year, but it is national on a set day. Am I correct in saying that? You're asking me. I have no idea. Then I'm going to say for now, since you don't know, I'm going to say I'm correct. But pretty much uh, national on a set day is for the on a seat, the one that tastes like licorice. Um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with, there was some cookies, I believe, that have honest seed in it every holiday season. Uh, I tried it last year. Didn't like it. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, now that we have our new clip, I'm going to actually say it again. Um, but tried the cookies. It's definitely enough for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Didn't really like the cookies. Uh, tomorrow, it is National Fried Clam Day. Do you like clams? I do. I am do a you? connoisseur of all sorts of of uh, seafood and shellfish stuff. Interesting. Uh, if you've listened to this program long enough, you know that uh, Mary is the seafood fan. I am not. The only thing beyond on the seafood side that I would probably eat 
is uh, probably like some fried catfish. <laughs> probably be about it. <laughs> uh, and even then, Mary did not know anything about uh, fish and spaghetti. Uh, so for those of nope. you who are listening and know about that, um, yeah, you can keep your you keep your card. Um, <laughs> uh, tomorrow is actually also National Eat Your Beans Day, <laughs> National Chocolate Wafer Day. It is National Compliment Your Mirror Day and Hop a Park Day. Uh, and then, of course, on Sunday, it is Independence Day, National Barbecued Spare Ribs Day, National Caesar Salad Day, which I don't know is why that is on the 4th of July. <laughs> um, and then on Monday, it's National Apple Turnover Day, Graham Cracker Day, Hawaii Day, uh, Workaholics Day. You definitely have to be a workaholic if you're working on Monday. And it is also uh, National Bikini Day. So you can celebrate on Monday don't by ask, wearing a no. bikini. Hmm? <laughs> uh, National Fried Chicken Day is on the 6th. Uh, and then on the seventh, it is uh, National <laughs> National Strawberry Sunday Day, National Macaroni Day, which I know you will love. Um, mm-hmm. It is also National Dive Bar Day. <laughs> oh, love me some dive bar. Yes. Uh, and then uh, on next Thursday, it is National Chocolate with Almonds Day and National Freezer Pop Day. I haven't had a good freezer pop in a long time. I remember back in the day. I love freezer pops. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't want to get in trouble because one of these days down the line we may have sponsors and they may be listening. <laughs> but when it comes to freezer pops, I'm going to be careful with how I say this. Um. Growing up for me, it was flavor ice or bust. Anything else that you bought just didn't taste right. Um, the only thing that could probably save that would be like those big, huge ones that they used to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, if you got like the cheapy flavor ice ones that tasted pretty much like water, <laughs> no. But yes, I am a popsicle snob. <laughs> yeah. Somebody has to be. I know. It's like like the ice cream truck. You know, you have your favorites. And and I know every time, and I'm pretty sure it will come up, that they usually will get that big, huge, long list of, like, two have to go. But for me, the ice cream truck, when it came along, uh, it usually was a couple of things. I usually would get either the bomb pops or I would get, like, the ice cream with the gumball. Uh, which was always my favorite. Uh, every once in a while, you get the soft serve truck, and that was probably the softest soft serve that I think I've ever seen because it usually melted as soon as you turned around and headed home. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a lost art, though. You don't see a lot of ice cream trucks anymore, which is kind of sad. So, I don't know. Are there ice cream trucks in your neck of the woods? Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding? That's a major thing, ice cream trucks. The problem is you got to get, you got to be careful with which ice cream trucks you got because some of them are like 
you know, actual good ice cream trucks. And then there are the, like, the people that have a van with a cooler. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got to be careful. Uh, you got to be careful. Yeah. Those are the ones you got to watch for. <laughs> the guy with the cooler. <laughs> cooler. Yes. Well, you know what also is actually uh, very good in select neighborhoods, if you can find them, uh, the and I'm going to get this so wrong. Uh, is it is it Paletta? I'm going to get this so wrong. Somebody out there is screaming because they, they know the name of it. But the uh, the gentleman with the uh, the ice cream that's kind of like a, it's like a flavored uh, fruit bar, uh, but it's really good. Um, every year in select neighborhoods, if you can find a guy and he has like a little bell and he's walking with it and – I will usually get – I know some people like the mango or uh, the other wild flavors. I'm kind of like a traditionalist. I'll either get the strawberry or maybe the watermelon or I'll try it. But it's actually good stuff. So, yeah, nice and healthy for you. <laughs> is it so? Uh, I mean, is it really? Uh, I would think that it's got fruit in it. So anything that has fruit in it can't be all bad, right? I mean, that's what I used to try to say to my parents, but they still got on my case. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my thing. If you got fruit in it, then you are fulfilling part of your regulatory dietary uh, expectation. So (laughs) I'm going with that. And we'll keep it. There you go. But with all that being said, like I said, tonight, a uh, few things to talk about. One of the big things this week was about, we're going to talk a little bit of sports. We'll start off with some sports, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, I don't think we really talked about any major sports stories for, uh, for a little bit here. Um, kind of missed that. But one of the things this week, as everyone knew, as of Thursday, July 1st, uh, all NCAA athletes will be able to profit uh, from their name, image, and likeness after the governing bodies from all three NCAA divisions voted to approve the interim NIL policy on Wednesday. Now, college athletes will still have to adhere by NIL rules in their specific states, but can now profit from sponsorships and endorsements. So students who play for programs in a state without an NIL law can still engage in this type of activity and not be in violation of the rules. Colleges and universities will decide whether or not certain activities are in accordance with the uh, state laws, and all three divisions agree to continue to avoid pay-for-play and improper inducements tied to choosing to attend a particular school. Uh, The interim policy will be enforced until federal legislation passes or new NCAA rules are introduced. Uh, Mark Emmert, who is the president of NCAA, said that this is an important day for college athletes since they are all now able to take advantage of name, image, and likeness opportunities. Uh, With a variety of state laws adopted across the country, we will continue to work with Congress to develop a solution that will provide clarity on a national level. Uh, The current environment, both legal and legislative, prevents us from providing a more permanent solution and the level of detail student-athletes deserve. You know, I, when I first heard about this, it was good for them because the NCAA, which is, uh, what's the word I want to use here without being too um, too bold? 
I would say the NCAA pretty much was the equivalent of a pimp, pretty much utilizing players. <laughs> and you couldn't even allow them to make their own money. And, I mean, let's face it, I mean, it kind of was. I mean, it, where else do you know where you, even though you're getting, in essence, paid through way of scholarship, but that's a far minuscule thing considering how much in TV rights and in other things the NCAA is kind of making off of student athletes. You know, and this whole thing I think would have been avoided had students under guidelines, because I think there has to be guidelines here. You just can't go willy-nilly and, like you said, uh, improper uh, pay-to-play. But if there were guidelines set up, I think, years ago, we wouldn't have gotten to this point even now where the Supreme Court pretty much turned their back on you and be like, yeah, you guys are wrong. <laughs> and, you know, you looked bad. And I don't know, your thoughts when you first heard this? Uh, I mean, it need, something needed to happen. Um, we needed to have, and, and you're right, as bad as that sounds, with, and as much as I was laughing, the whole pimp thing is true. Like, it, it, it needed to be um, figured out. Because you can't you can't expect the students to make you money and not be able to pay them back in some way, and not just the scholarships either. I mean, yeah, the scholarship is good, but they're they're you know they're endorsing deals, they're they're wearing your products, you're making money off these people, hmm. and that's not fair. So there there needed to be something, but then. There also needed to be, I, I don't know, it, it's one of those weird, like, it's back and forth kind of things to me. Um, right. I get where they're going, and I get what's happening, and that's that's important. But I, I don't know. I, I think I, I think it's kind of a wait and see for me at this point because, of, like, I'd like to see how this works out. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it makes sense. And I'm guessing at this point, too, since we're on uh, this topic of people earning it, because now I was like, you know, uh, there was a great SI article that came out, and it pretty much was like, hey, it's going to be a cluster, you know what, because now that everybody's allowed to profit off their hands, which is like me, the governing body really, because they weren't already there with rules and regulations, it's kind of created a chaotic and uneven playing field. Uh, you know, players who, uh, even though it's long overdue, um, the thing is, is that now, you know, like you said, the more popular NCAA athletes, you know, just how much can they earn? You know, could these be potential right. college kids being millionaires? Or could you? Because I could think of a few people already that could earn a lot of money by way of either, um, you know, uh, I think there was some uh, two twins, and I'm trying to remember their names, and I know that they played for um, a softball team in the NCAA, and I think they already had, like, pretty much um, had started to uh, go out and branch out. Uh, and start to make money. Uh, and then, like I said, I haven't seen it yet, but I know where, you know, a uh, star athlete probably, if you're a quarterback at the University of Alabama, you know that you're going to get a lot of national 
uh, recognition, and you're going to be going out there and probably making some money. You might be making more than, say, the uh, left guard at uh, – thinking of a small, small D1 school, but, you know, probably at, like, you know, Florida Atlantic or Gonzaga, you know, so it it pretty much is, you know, at this point, um, you know, in order to level it, because if you don't leave something out there as to where, you know, like, because you're going to get a lot of players like, well, I'm not no name and I'm one of, you know, I'm an offensive lineman. I'm not going to make as much as so-and-so, and I don't think that's fair that he's able to kind of, like, profit like that and buying, you know, all these high-end vehicles because you guys now allowed him to make money. But I don't know, even then, I was like, at that point, is it fair to put a cap on something that a student athlete can make, or where do you start and where do you end? Right, and, and that's, where, that's where it's like, and that's where I'm at, too. It's it's the question of where you put a cap, if there is one, because there should be. I'm sorry. I've always been that person that is like, I don't understand why kids are getting so, like, there's so much recruitment for athletes, but I don't see that kind of recruitment or money getting put into students. Hmm. And some students, some athletes are student athletes, but they actually are there for their education. So there's got to be that, like, hey, you're here to if you're here to play because you can't make it into the pros yet, but you want to make that kind of money, That I don't think that's fair, um, especially for some of the smaller schools. And also here, too, reading some further articles here uh, and some quotes, Leonard Fournette, uh, who, who, who had a good gripe because he was a great running back at LSU, uh, he says the NCAA had forced his family to return thousands of dollars they earned from a product apparel line branded with uh, his uh, UGA nation mark. He said, how much money would I have made from all those number seven jerseys at LSU? He said, I could have been straight with cash before I was straight. Uh, now, as of yesterday, those actions, if reported properly to schools, would be legal. Uh, athletes can earn money along a wide range of avenues, a public appearance, endorsing a product at a local restaurant or an autograph session at a grocery, a live youth camp at a hometown park, or private instructions in their backyard, uh, their own clothing line, or their own shoe brand. Uh, most athletes' compensation will come through social media and be arranged via digital marketplaces, allowing them the ease to strike deals from their homes with the push of a button. Uh, uh, majority of college athletes, those without the star power uh, to land powerful agencies and mega deals have already created profiles on a wide range of those digital marketplaces. So pretty much now it's kind of like a grab to try to now, quote, legally uh, make that money. And, and, you know, and that's – here's the thing, and this is where I guess I am very – uh, I don't. I think this is where the NCAA—they're going to get the blame for it too. Especially if something happens and a star athlete um, who is not familiar with the rules goes out and does something that earns them a lot of money, and part of it was not legal, and the other half was. What do you do then? Because now we've kind of like reached a point as to where. You know, do we make all of these student athletes find something to say that they understand the rules, or is it, you know, upon them to learn it? And even then, if you're in the middle of a championship season, 
you know, and you did something that you thought was right, how do you punish that? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the answer to that. I wish that was a simple question. That's why this has always been an issue because it's the whole um, student athlete or, or student who happens to be an athlete at a school where they could move on to a professional career and being able to earn that kind of money. Because as a work-study program, like as a student, I can earn money while I'm sitting there and, and trying to like to make my way through school. Now, is it going to be $10,000 because I showed up at some restaurant? Probably not. Right. But, again... And you got to remember, these are 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are highly influenced by a lot of different people. And they have to have their heads on their shoulders, too. I just, it, it, it's, I'm glad it's happening, but then I don't know that they did it right, Is I guess is where I'm at. And then it also makes me wonder, too, are you going to, because we all know D1 athletes are going to make, you know, 90 Eight percent of all the money now that's out there. Uh, no one knows a D two or D three athletes. But even then, where do you draw the line with what? The, do we put uh, specifics on what they can earn money from, like different companies? Because what if someone says, "Hey, I want to go out and I want to wear a Pornhub T-shirt." <laughs> do you put a stop at that? Right. I mean, where does it start and where does it end? You know. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. It's where does it start and where does it stop? Because it should. It should. I mean, there should be alignment, right? But then if Pornhub is going, hey, we'll pay you $50,000 so that we can use your likeness. Or what, happens if you it's, get, it's, or what happens if you get a female athlete who signs something with Victoria's Secret? I mean, does this, you know, where do you draw? Oh, yeah, on? like models? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, because like I know one, one particular person who I know could be a model right off the bat and doesn't even need uh, to really finish college would be Cameron Brink. Uh, I think at Stanford, uh, very beautiful person. She could pretty much go Bali. She's like the prototypical tall model. She would fit it right away. She's going to get a lot of, you know, now that it's wide open, she could get a lot of uh, uh, deals that come her way. So yeah, you know, it's just like. If, where's but the that's where it comes down to it. It needed to happen, but it didn't. I, 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 like I said, I don't know that they thought it all the way through. It's that whole, right. the typical, um, they were making a peanut butter jelly sandwich and assuming that everybody knew how to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And you had that one person that was taking them literally by their step-by-step process. So when they said, you know, put the peanut butter on the bread, they put a jar of peanut butter on a bag of bread. How is that a peanut butter jelly sandwich? You know what I'm saying? So right. I think the NCA just jumped a bunch of steps because they're like, this is what, we all know what it means. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> and you almost have to be that detailed. You have to go back through. And, and then are, are, here's the other thing. Are you going to separate out female sports from male sports? Because that's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. Like a male sport, a football player at Alabama is going to earn 10 times more than most female athletes other than maybe that one athlete at, at Sanford unless they end up doing something like a Victoria's Secret, like, a, a, you know, an, as bad as this is going to sound, like a, a GoDaddy 
where they were doing, like, you know, I don't know that they still do the their advertising, but if they're doing those kind of advertising, do you see where I'm going with this? Like, they're not going to earn yeah. or even have the potential to earn millions of dollars comparative to the quarterback at Alabama, who could if the right yeah. thing came along. Gotcha. Hey, real quick, and I don't want to put my friend here on the spot, but I wanted to have her tell you guys really quick about something exciting uh, that we are doing on social media. And I sent out something earlier tonight over on Twitter at News Comment BTR, and that is the fact that we are expanding our um, exposure on Discord. Uh, would you like to tell the folks? That sounds so dirty. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean, yeah, I thought about it as I was saying it, and then you took it. <laughs> I'm supposed to. Okay, that's why. That's why we have two people on the show. I'm supposed to take it there. Our, um, so our, what Lavar is trying to say? <laughs> our digital footprint. What Lavar is trying to say is we have a Discord server. Yay! Um, it's still under construction. It is still being tweaked and bots are being added and we should be, it's going to take some time and it's going to grow and expand. But as the community grows and expands, um, we'd like you guys to be part of it. And by being part of the Discord server, you also have access to talking to us outside the show. So there'll be different ways to um, interact. There'll be different ways to interact with other people that are fans of the show. Um, you'll be able to uh, give us ideas and, and move us forward into, you know, the next big thing. So that's yeah. what, what, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yes. Yeah, so we hope that you can join us over there and check us out on discord because we will start doing some things here soon in regards to uh, show extras that will not be seen anywhere else. So, um, one of the things on that page is actually a uh, section that will be there soon called LeVar's Take. Um, not really a commentary, but just maybe some cool things that uh, you could probably uh, look into because my brain, uh, <laughs> if you ever have a conversation with me, goes into a whole bunch of different things. And one of the takes tonight that I will actually tell you is that this weekend, of course, as we said, is uh, the 4th of July. It's also the date that we lost 24 years ago uh, journalist Charles Corral, who is uh, definitely one of my uh, journalism heroes. He actually passed away on July 4th, 1997. Uh, you know, he was known uh, for his time at CBS and on his on-the-road segments. And, um, of course, also as the host of CBS News Sunday Morning. In the on-the-road segments, if you've never had a chance to uh, watch them, uh, definitely heartwarming, nostalgic vignettes in which you should – I mean, we're so lucky in this era now of YouTube. Uh, you're able to actually see a few of them. And I always – a couple of the stories that used to always get to me – uh, was one about a family, and I do believe in Mississippi. Uh, this was back in the mid to late 1970s. The parents had been married for over 50 years. Uh, all the kids, it was a household of, I think, over 10 kids. And, of course, growing up in a rural area in that time of the South, you know, things you weren't expected to really go far. But the household, uh, the parents who 
did not have a chance to get higher education themselves, went on to produce doctors, teachers, a lot of people of industry. And his one of his on-the-road stories was all of them coming home uh, for the holidays. And just seeing the parents beaming with pride, it definitely was a story that uh, it, it touches you. And, and I think another one I remember was an older gentleman who fixed bikes for kids in a small rural town. Uh, and he would rent them out. But the thing was, was that you had to read and you had to do particular things. And uh, I know a lot of those people have long since uh, passed away and gone. But uh, great stories if you have a chance to go online. Uh, and check out a lot of the work of Charles Kuralt, who passed away this weekend about 24 years ago. So uh, definitely uh, something to watch, and you'll see why he is definitely one of uh, the great writers and journalists who I think so highly of. But uh, that takes us now uh, to halfway point of the show on this halfway point of the year. Three retro moments tonight. Uh, I won't tell you what they are. You pretty much will figure them out. Uh, One of them, uh, like I said, a summer treat, uh, also uh, summer relief, and maybe something that you drank early in the morning throughout the year. But all of them you'll recognize. And then on the other side, uh, tonight uh, we will have an extended look at what's trending, and then we will go into yay or nay, which returns – kick off the month of July. But first, you are listening to Feed One with LeVar and Mary. We'll be right back. What, oh, what do you do? Doodly, doodly, do. What do you do when your time is upset and your head is aching too? Think you go plop, plop. Plop. Fizz, fizz. Alka-Seltzer speeds relief to your aching head and upset stomach. It's time to wake up. Wake up to Tang. Tang, the happy new breakfast drink you don't squeeze, unfreeze, or refrigerate. Yet it gives your family more of the vitamin C everyone needs every day. In fact, Tang gives you... More vitamin C than the finest orange juice, fresh or frozen. More vitamin A, too. And Tang is so much easier to fix. Watch. Ice cold water in a juice glass, plus one rounded tablespoon of Tang. Stir, and instantly you have delicious Tang. Everyone loves its sunny, wide-awake flavor. Tang tastes fresh because you make it fresh each morning. You get more flavor, plus... More vitamin C and A than even the freshest orange juice. Look for the jar with the orange-colored cap at your grocer's now. And every morning, wake up to Tang. T-A-N-G. It's the yum-yum fun that is cool and Assembly required, and you mix the punch flavor. It's yummy, Snoopy. It's the yum yum fun that is cool and chilly. And its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. Snoopy Snow Cone Machine comes with everything you see here from Hasbro. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary. 
on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Page one with LeVar and Mary, everyone, for this Friday night, July 2nd, uh, 4th of July weekend. So I'm pretty sure you recognized uh, one of the voices, and that was Sammy Davis Jr. for Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> plot, plot, fizz, fizz, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you will need some point this weekend. Uh, yes. <laughs> Tang, I never had. I've never had Tang. Is it I've had tang really? How did it taste? I, I don't remember, but enough for me not to like have it again. The experience moved you that much as to where you <laughs> you recall not even wanting to taste it again. Yes. And then, of course, the wonderful Correct. Snoopy Milko machine. Did you own one? No. I wanted one, but no. Actually, there is one out now. Uh, the uh, part of the retro toy series, there are Snoopy snow cone machines out. Um, I should get you one, and, and then uh, when I am in Vegas in a few weeks, uh, we will have to do a test to see just how well it works. Uh, <laughs> I saw the commercial. I was like, there's no way those kids got any snow cone out of that because they put, like, some pretty big ice cubes in there. And for that small thing, there's no way that that machine could have chopped it up like that. I mean, Probably went that, true, question mark? We'll put it to the test, maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll get you a Snoopy snow cone machine and we'll, we'll, we'll test it out. Uh, but to okay. take a look at Trending on Twitter tonight, of course, it is Friday night, so SmackDown is actually the number one trending topic right now. Uh, the Gulf of Mexico is also trending as a fire in the Gulf of Mexico that was captured in several videos has now been extinguished with Mexican state-owned oil company um, Pemex blaming a gas leak from an underwater pipeline for the blaze. Uh, Zendaya is actually trending as a lot of people Uh-oh, are what's going on? well actually it's a good thing uh people magazine uh photos captured zendaya and tom holland kissing while in los angeles on thursday uh years after yeah. denying a room that pretty much is now official because they were in the car making out and uh both looked very happy so yeah <laughs> um, they all knew it was true Yeah Also trending tonight Free Hamilton show uh, An intrepid uh, singer it says Is performing all the songs from the musical Hamilton As part of a solo And acapella show on Spaces So if you have Spaces uh, You can see that uh, Also Love After Lockup is trending um, Also trending tonight uh, is I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, 
let's see. Actually, none of these. Happy Fourth is trending. Um, also, uh, breaking tonight, uh, North Miami Beach is trending as the city of North Miami Beach has ordered that Crestview Towers condominium be immediately closed and evacuated on Friday evening after a building inspection report found it to have unsafe structural and electrical conditions. Uh, really, for those folks down there, this has just been one long week of heartbreak, and our thoughts are definitely with them. Uh, and the sad thing today, I know, was that one of the firefighters, uh, they found his daughter in the wreckage. Uh, so it's definitely, uh, I know on this holiday weekend, uh, our heart, hearts, uh, thoughts and prayers are definitely with them. And also, I know uh, they also have to have one eye out for Tropical Storm Elsa, which seems to be picking up a little bit. Um, definitely hope that that does not become anything. Uh, down that way. Also, um, trending tonight um, is turkey leg hunt. So, turkey leg hut, I'm sorry. So, here's the thing, and I'm not familiar with turkey leg hut. There's no turkey leg huts here locally. But what happened was that there is a place, and I'm trying to uh, figure out exactly where, and I know somebody is going to tell us or let us know. Uh, but Turkey Lake mm-hmm. Hut uh, <laughs> went ahead and posted on its Twitter page a strict dress code. Now, you know, if I am hearing of a place called Turkey Lake Hut, I would not think that they would need to have a strict dress code. Um, right. The things that they posted here, and among some of the things, were – um, it says, enjoy your visit, but underneath there it says, all body parts must be completely covered. All cleavage, breasts, thighs, and buttocks <laughs> must be completely covered. The only thing naked here is turkey legs and chicken wings. Uh, no swimwear. Uh, no swimwear of any kind is allowed. This is the heart of Third Ward, not mine, not the beach. Uh, and by the way, what I am reading to you is from their list. Uh, no exposed undergarments. It says no exposed undergarments allowed. This includes sports bras, bras, panties, or anything resembling these items. This also includes white tanks for men. Uh, no house attire allowed. Uh, it says, now this is where a lot of people got a little bit upset, and I can kind of see where it is pointed towards, and I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just reading it as it is. Uh, so they say no wave caps Bonnets, do-rags, also uh, no bandanas, house shirts, or house shoes, or shower caps allowed. It says, we want you to feel at home, but this is not your home (laughs) in bold. No excessively revealing clothing, which also is on that list. Uh, And it says, all distressed or ripped clothing, shoes, and shirts must cover your entire top and bottom. And then no obscene language or baggy clothing, no attire with obscene language or inappropriate offensive graphics, no excessively, and it puts this in bold, no excessively bagging or sagging pants. Pants must be worn at natural waistline. Uh, So a lot of people are kind of saying that that's pointing towards a particular group. I'm not going to get into all of that tonight. Uh, But that is the reason why Turkey Lake Hut is trending. I will mm. leave it for you 
<laughs> as to what people were thinking. Um, so, yeah, so that's part of what's trending. Let's hope that, you know, my news stories like that are the only things trending after this weekend. If that's the only thing that people are up in arms about right now, I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, right. I would much rather there be people up in arms about that than some natural disaster or catastrophe or something else that's happening. And by the way, folks, well, I'm going to say it again toward the end of the show, but particularly for areas that have seen a high range of gun violence. And I know, unfortunately, I've had to point out things that have happened here in Chicago being from here. Uh, put the freaking guns away. I mean, there's no need for all that. I mean, I would almost rather hear fireworks, uh, which you probably hear, uh, excessively than to hear gunshots or to hear about a baby that was, you know, a line of fire, such as what happened here yesterday. Uh, Young baby, not even a year old, uh, was shot. And luckily, after surgery, the doctors say that she will make a full recovery, just a scrape uh, on her head, and it did not pierce her skull. Um, But, you know, kids did not – and uh, legal, uh, you know, adults who were doing the right thing – don't want that. We didn't ask for it. It's almost makes me want where you just take everybody who wants to do that out to a desert somewhere, and whoever's left standing after a day will come back and get you. But <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, but that's another comic for another day. So, uh, but we'll have to do yay or nay here tonight in the time that we have remaining, and I'll try and get through as many of these as we can get through. Uh, one of the things I think I kind of teased it last week uh, is a part of yay or nay tonight. Uh, but uh, there were a few things that I saw that I, I'll just go ahead and start because you had to have to hear it to believe it. Uh, but if you have not uh, listened to yay or nay before, I pretty much will go through a few quick stories that pretty much will have either you for it or against it. And, uh, yeah, Mary will pretty much tell you what, but anyway, first story, uh, UK and university of Otago researchers have prevented a quote world first weight loss device, which attaches to the teeth and prevents patients from opening their mouths wider than two millimeters using magnetic devices and custom manufacturer locking bolts. The researchers say that this medieval-sounding machine, which is fixed to the first molars with orthodontic cement by a dentist, doesn't restrict breathing or speech, but holds people to a liquid diet. In a study published in the British Dental Journal, and that's another joke for somewhere else, and I'm not going there, seven healthy obese <laughs> devices for 14 days. They were given a commercially available liquid diet to follow, giving them 1,200... Uh, pretty much uh, kcal of energy per day. Uh, being weight lost over this period was around 14 pounds. Now, the jaw lock device appears to have been conceived as a less invasive, less dangerous, and more humane way to achieve what doctors were going for in the 1980s uh, when some patients had their jaw surgically wired shut, a practice that left people at serious risk of choking if they had vomited. So to avoid that possibility, pretty much what this uh, 
diet control does is it comes with an emergency unlocking tool for users to carry with them at all times. No participant in the study recorded having used this key, although one patient admitted to cheating by sneaking in some melted chocolate and fuzzy drinks. Um, <laughs> so, yay or nay to the fact of having a device now to pretty much restrict your jaw access to eating. So what you're saying is we've replaced wiring your jaw shut to now electromagnets. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> 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 sorry, was that too, I, too quick? I'm sorry. I'll retype that. No, no. And to the heck no. I mean, I guess there's some people that that would rather do that because they can't maintain their own diet, I guess. And they don't have the willpower to do so. Um, I wasn't a big fan of wiring your jaw shut, so this is just a different way of wiring your jaw shut. I, yeah. I was actually quite shocked at uh, the fact that I, I know that's I know why it's something that's overused. I don't know if that would really fly here. I'm not even sure if the. Um, if the Food and Drug Administration would even approve that. But anyway, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a no for me. Uh, what I teased about last week and is a part of Yay or Nay this week, I kid you not, uh, there was an article that came out, and I will leave you the headline. It says that Netflix gives a two-season order to a dating show, Sexy Beast, with Catastrophe star Rob Delaney as narrator. Uh, it is a new dating series. And produced by All Three Media and uh, Backline TV, the streamer signed off for two seasons of the reality show, which sees singles heading into blind dates, transform into various animals and mythical creatures through the use of Hollywood movie prosthetics. The show is based on Lion TV's original British series for digital channel BBC Three in 2014. The format uh, has traveled around the world, hosted by demand for big visual costume-led formats on the back of the mass Singer's success. The first six-part season of episodes will be released globally on July 21st with the second season of six more episodes due to drop later this year. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, each episode, by the way, will feature a new single who's looking for love based purely on personality. They select from among three potential love matches, all of whom are in full prosthetic makeup. The rub, however, is that the single uh, will see the real face of the chosen match only after they've made their final decision, uh, which pretty much is based entirely on their personality. Uh, Over the two seasons, 48 unique makeup designs were created with each design, especially for the show's contributors uh, by their prosthetic artists. Uh, So, yay or nay to... A dating show in which you actually have to choose someone based on personality instead of looks and dressing up as uh, animals and mythical creatures. Um, okay. This is going to sound so wrong. Uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm not a furry, just so that the people that are listening, I know you probably don't know what that is, but I'm not. Um, but I'm okay with it. Um, here's the problem that I see. It's never about that. Somebody's going to look at something and go, ooh, unicorn, cool. 
I like that. And then they're going to find out the guy's like a psychopath. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a show for furries, unfortunately. Um, so, like, bravo to you guys for getting Netflix to do a show on furries. Um, it, it doesn't bother me. It's one of those weird things that I might watch just to see how well it goes, and then we'll go from there. But eh, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I I had a feeling you you said that you were trying to watch that. Uh, you know, at this point, I, I'm gonna go meh because pretty meh. much just about everything else has come out. Am I gonna watch it? Probably not. But <laughs> I'll be honest with you, probably. I not. might I might watch but, one episode. Yeah. We'll see. If it's a good episode, I mean, I ended up watching Nailed It after one episode, so. <laughs> oh, and then one of our other year days here, this from the BBC, as a flying car completes its test flight between airports. A prototype flying car has completed a 35-minute flight uh, between international airports in Nitra, or Nitra, uh, and and I got to tell you, folks, for the um, <laughs> for pure openness here, I'm actually reading this with one eye because the other eye is now like <laughs> really bad. But uh, it is Bratislava, Slovakia, and I hope I got that pronounced correctly. But pretty much the hybrid car aircraft or air car is equipped with a BMW engine and runs on a regular petrol pump fuel. Uh, its creator said it could fly about. 600 miles at the height of 8,200 feet, and it clocked up to 40 hours in the air so far. It takes 2 minutes and 15 seconds to transform from car into aircraft. Uh, the narrow wings float down alongside the sides of the car. Uh, the creator said that they drove it straight off the runway and into town upon arrival, watched by invited reporters. who described the experience early on Monday morning as, quote, normal and very pleasant. In the air, the vehicle rest, uh, it reached a cruising speed of 170 kilometers. It can carry two people with a combined weight limit of 200 kilograms over 31 stone. Uh, I'm going to leave that up to you to figure out because it's a BBC article. But unlike drone taxi prototypes, it cannot take off and land vertically and requires a runway. Uh, but there is high expectations for a market in flying cars, which has long been heralded in popular culture as a visionary landmark of the future. Uh, this consultant company, Morgan Stanley of 2019, predicted that the sector could be worth $1.5 trillion by 2040. So, yay and nay to the fact of flying cars. I mean, I'd love to have a flying car if it would actually work. Um, by the way, 31 stone is about 430 pounds, roughly. Okay, so, so I would just make it. Okay. Oh, stop. Um, I know that I can't take somebody else with me because I'm going to take about 300 pounds of luggage. But um, um, I would love to have a flying cars. I see problems with flying cars. Because people in regular cars can't seem to drive on the road in a straight line anyway, so now you're adding in the fact that we're going to be flying and an air and a uh, airstrip. Um, so, yeah, I would love to. I would love to fly in a flying car at least once in my lifetime. That would be that would be like I could die happy at that point. You know, be like, yay! Um, I'd really like for somebody to do the whole beam me up, Scotty thing. Like, I mean, come on, let's work on teleportation before flying cars 
Like, I want to be instantly on the beach. I would pay more for that. Like, I would pay the $800 that would cost me to fly round trip to wherever for instant travel. Yes, please, and thank you. (laughs) But if I have to do it with a flying car, then I'll take a flying car. I'm all for it, but right now... um, It's definitely a no for me, dog. (laughs) The only reason why it is is because right now I don't think people are really ready for it. And you've got so many people out here who are either really scary drivers or who are uh, road rage. I don't want to see cars falling out of the sky. So (laughs) right now, I'm going to say no. Until, you know, you got to get like a special license, undergo a psych eval, and a few other things, because I don't want to see just any like if I could get a pilot it. to do that, like a pilot yeah. with a, like a flying car, that would be pretty awesome. And if there's a that single okay. pilot that has a flying car, by all means, I will be your best friend. Just take me on trips with you, and I can be your beard if you need it. Um, no, I just yeah, I think we'd have to become pilots or something because of the way that the cruising altitude is. Um, we're still having people get into car accidents with cars that drive themselves. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see well, it. I just don't know that it's a good thing to happen right now. Right. And on that note, the clock on the wall is telling us that uh, we are just about out of time. I'm going to leave the last story because it really wasn't much. It was just about the fact that uh, Twizzlers just revealed what its mystery flavor was, which is pretty much raspberry. Yuck. Let's not even go there. But, um, yeah, that's going to be another no. But, um, can yeah, I ask with a that, question before we go? Yeah, you can. Have you gone to Sonic and tried the red, white, and blue slushy thingy yet? <laughs> no, I have not, which you know how I feel about specific blue foods. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask it. I had to. I had to. It was something that I was that, like, I need to itch. I have this is an itch I need to scratch. So, well, you know what? <laughs> um, next week, uh, if we have time, I will talk about my uh, issue with blue foods. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that has an issue with particular color uh, type foods. So, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> And just so that everybody knows, this is kind of, these these are the kind of things that might make their way onto the Discord, especially on like if we do an after show. I'm I'm glad you said that because I actually think that should make you onto a Discord show. If if we don't get the Discord before then, we'll talk about it. But it could make the Discord, so one of those you'll have to see. Um, right. But, uh, no, it, it it all will depend. Maybe, maybe not. If I get there, I might. If it's too much blue, I'm not going to touch it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, did you oh have that's hilarious. Shout out. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, shout, yes, actually I do. Uh, there's a couple of people that have been helping me with the Discord and getting that kind of set up and, and putting it in the right direction. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those two people. Um, they know who they are. They're asleep right now because they're not in the U.S. So, um, or at least they should be asleep right now because they're not in the U.S. Um, but, yeah, thank you to those guys for, for really helping me out and getting that set up. And hopefully we'll, we'll have the Discord up and running and, and available for just good, clean interaction between 
everyone and everyone else, like having that community. So, yeah, thank you to those guys. That's my big shout-out tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, and by the way, if you guys listen to us, uh, we get a lot of hits from everywhere. If you listen to us from overseas or if you're listening to us on any of our platforms, whether it is uh, iHeartRadio or whether it's Apple or whether it's Blog Talk Radio, let us know. Uh, we'd love to know who's listening and from where. And uh, definitely, as always, we thank you for listening, and we thank you for uh, tuning in with us every week as we uh, share these stories with you. And, of course, you can always catch them uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, also, uh, check us out on the web, newscommentblog.com. Also on Twitter, Mary is over at? Blue Eyes Mama. And I'm over at News Comment BTR. So uh, happy Fourth of July uh, holiday weekend. Please, please, please be safe. Don't drink and drive. Uh, be careful out there on the roads. And uh, definitely uh, take care of yourselves and each other and uh Thanks so much for listening. We want to see everybody back here next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, Until then, enjoy your holiday weekend, folks. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.